Oh, hi. Welcome to 40 Sexy Overheard Podcast. I'm Emma. This is Joe. Woo! I want to say that because we started off tonight with tequila, but that was such a lame woo. <laughs> I, uh, I, wa- I wanted it to be like searing into the podcast because we normally start out with wine. Not today. Yeah. This is our big tequila night. Well, I've already switched to wine, but thank you for the awesome margarita before. I know. I just learned how to make the best margarita, and I, I just I keep making it. It's terrible. I've been making it like way too many. It's very good. It's great. It's only like, it's like three ingredients. It's amazing. I would have had a better woo, I think, if I was still drinking the margarita, but probably since I switched <laughs> my wine, it's like, like numbed the spike of the margarita buzz. <laughs> so anyway, we are unedited and unscripted. You only say that when I say something fucked up. <laughs> and so our topic tonight is... Healing childhood traumas. We kind of thought since we're about to all head into Thanksgiving and this year is such a crazy year for all the emotions that Thanksgiving is bringing up and all the drama that I guess we're probably, we might do a show next Friday too for Black Friday so we're not, you know, after our Thanksgiving thing, but we thought leading into it, what better family event, or at least this is what I was thinking, I'll speak for myself now, um, was that, you know, leading into these big family events, you kind of think of all the shit that's happened in your family and, like, childhood totally. drama. And then and you and I really have been going deeper into our own, yeah, you know, healing with our own different therapists. So that that's part of it. I think. Yeah, and this topic was, like, suggested, you know, from the from my therapist about something for me to focus on. So we just barely, like, you know, literally scraped the edge of the iceberg with it, but I've been at least thinking about it. So I think it was like, it's cool how our topics kind of come together easily. Yeah. Like a lot of times people ask me before, like, what are you guys going to talk about? I'm like, I don't know. We'll figure it out. And it always (laughs) like good stuff happens. Yeah. Whatever's present in the moment. That's all we got is the moment. (laughs) Spoken like a truth therapist there. (laughs) So do you have any updates for the week? Oh, okay. So me update. um, My only update is I'm really sad. I've only surfed like once, like last. I haven't surfed actually. I've been um, jujitsuing. I've been doing jujitsu. That's pretty much it. I'm getting my ass whooped. It's awesome. (laughs) Um, And at the same time, it's just I would really honestly in my heart, I would rather surf. But I just know that I need to jujitsu because it's really like it's just something that's pulling me. And I know I need to do it for safety's sake and um and i did get uh the uh, the um the the master of the academy was like comes up to me and says i really appreciate and respect the commitment because I, I go there like four times a week you know which is a lot and i'm the only girl most of the time yeah i'm the only girl four times a week is a commitment yeah and i'm the only girl and everybody's been there for like over like minimum of a year and up you're right and and, and i'm there like this is my fifth class you know <laughs> and i keep showing up and yeah and anyway i that's so uh, that felt good <laughs> yeah you just have that acknowledgement it was very encouraging so my that only up- a lot yeah no my only update is yeah I, i'm still going to jujitsu and i am foregoing surfing because you know i need to jujitsu <laughs> so tomorrow i do hope to take emma and the family to the beach and go surf maybe yeah hopefully hopefully, hopefully. i would love to yeah take out my truck and go to surf <laughs> nice Yes, that's it. Well, I actually had a little bit of a fight this week, too, speaking on the subject of jiu-jitsu. And this I haven't told you about. No. I I kept meaning to when we were talking earlier, but I forgot. 
So, um, I have neighbors, obviously, and I don't have the best neighbors. Mm. I have a pretty curmudgeonly old dude sort of behind me. Mm-hmm. Um, who like we will be sitting outside of my back patio at like eight p.m. and like slam. Like it's kind of funny. He, like, he does. His window. He purposefully like, does like, that. Like I'm gonna care that he slams his window. I mean, I'm, it's not that I'm out there at one in the morning. It is literally like eight p.m. and he gets upset. But um, recently I've had like a little drama with my other neighbors because I'm building an Ohana. I'm having construction and they don't love that. But there are also people who literally built their kitchen into my fence. Like they have an outside kitchen, which is kind of obnoxious. And it goes into my, you know, so when they're cooking anything, it just totally overpowers my house. It's like, oh, what's for dinner? Hamburgers, whatever. And um, yeah, it would be nice if they gave you some. Oh, no thanks. Like, they just, <laughs> it's been this, you know, relationship that's kind of soured. I've tried to be really nice, and I just Aww. feel like the whole time they've been, like, backhanded with, you know, things and not being nice. So this morning, <laughs> this morning, it's seriously, seriously Ooh, came to a head. Over. What happened? So, okay, so they have a dog. Last night their dog was running around the neighborhood. The dog gets out. Whatever. I have two dogs. I don't complain about it. You know, no thing. But I just feel a lot of judgment from them all the time. I just noticed it. So, this morning, their dog was running around when I was pulling out to work. Um, the dog, like, kind of ran right, like, in front of me. So, I, I slowed down. Good and for I look over uh-huh. because the dog's running back to the neighbor. And the uh-huh. guy, and it's like this, this couple, it's clearly the guy who's more of the jerk. Uh-huh. The guy, I think he doesn't think that I was looking at him. I don't know what he was thinking. And he flipped me off. <gasps> but not just, like, a little flip off. Like, he fully took his arm and shoved it up to the sky and flipped me off, like, like, I don't even know what it was. And I was like, what the fuck? And instead of just, like, freezing up in the moment and driving, I fucking stopped. Yeah, buddy. I am <laughs> so proud of in you. I love where this is in going. In my Honda Fit. I fully I stopped love my going. car. And I was thinking, like, I'm going to flip him off, too. And I was like, no, no, no. Be classy. Like, yeah, don't buddy. fucking do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I rolled down my window, like, on the other side, and I just stare at him. For, like, an uncomfortably long time. Yeah, that's right. I was right. like, one of us is going to get stared at. Like, you just flipped me off. That was so rude. And he was talking to some other neighbor. And so I'm like, I know you're flipping me off and then talking shit. And I really don't deserve it. I'm not a bad neighborhood. Right. The neighbor or whatever. And so I just stare him down. <laughs> so finally, he just stopped. And he, like, turned around. And he, like, looked awkward and went back inside. Good and I, like, sure. I don't know. I was like, fuck you. But I feel like it was more classy to just stare him down rather than like actually. Oh man, I don't know what I would have done. I don't. Well, my first instinct when I stopped, I was seriously like, I had an instinct where I wanted to get out of the car and be like, "What the fuck is your problem?" Right. Hello. I could have fucking killed your dog. I chose not to. Right. Like that was my (laughs) first instinct, but I realized as I was driving to school, I was like, "Keep your composure." Like you know, sometimes it's good to like have some class and not be a jerk. So I felt like the stare down was a good technique. That was a good one. I don't know. That was awesome. Because <laughs> it was so awkward. And like, I love when like people, you know, okay, I obviously everyone in the world talks shit. If you say that you don't, you're full of shit. But like, you know, it, I do think that there's something like, like if you're going to do it, say it, don't like hide behind it. So I think it's funny when people talk or do something like that. And then you just call them on it. You're like, what? Oh, did you flip me off? Because that's what I did. I kind of just yeah, stared at them. Like my look was call like, their bluff, what was that motion? What did you just do? I'm just going to stare at you because I'm confused for like a super long time. <laughs> yeah, come up to me and talk to me like an adult. Yeah. What's no, happening he right did now? It. He did it. He stood there like 30 feet away, never came closer. And it looked like it kind of killed his conversation. So Good job. That I'm was very... my win. My victory for today. Gee-hoo. <laughs> that was really awesome. Yeah, Good no, for you. No, I'm like, that's oh. kind of like me pushing that home, attacking the homeless guy before he attacks me. 
No, your thing is way cooler. Mine was a small victory, but I just had a lot of drama with them where I've been the nice one. I'm like, oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah, you, you know, are very like, polite. They complain about, like, my tenants who smoke weed, and they don't like the smell of weed. But, like, I mean, I guess, like, you got to, do you want to smell weed, or do you want to smell, like, fucking smoked meat, like, all day long? And, are you know, it's just, it's, it's just been frustrating. So, anyway, so that was kind of my little win. Oh, man, you got to live <laughs> next to these guys for a while, too. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. Well, and that's the thing, too, because, you know, I have renters, they don't, they think they don't like my renters, and I don't know why their issue would be to argue with me about it, because my rent, you know, my rentals are illegal, there's nothing they can do about it. So I'm like, thank God, you know, like maybe I'll just rent to some like <laughs> terrible human being, right? There, you know, but I won't. But it's just kind of. I think funny. we need to sage that like fence line of yours. Oh, completely. Yeah, completely. For real, Put maybe crystals around it. I know. I oh definitely God, need real, to do something need spiritually. To. We do. We to do, that we do. side, it's energetically, we have to do it. We have you know, to. those I, those boundaries and those neighbors. Actually, we talked about this in my class. Not that issue. Don't worry. But like in my class, our, we're studying community this week, and we were talking about what do you have? You know, what do you share with your neighbors? And I was thinking about it because, of course, little kids were answering really cute things like, "Oh, I like to play with my neighbors." Oh, I like you know. I like to garden with my neighbors, all these sweet... And in my head, I was like, I like to stare down my fucking neighbors. I like to throw some dog shit across. <laughs> oh, my God. I think we seriously, like, do some crystal and, like, yeah, around there. but that boundary, energetic physical space next to you... No, you got to do energetic. Energy, yeah. For sure. Yeah, yeah. Physical is nothing compared to energetic, so I, yeah. I think you should do that. Let's do it. I'm yes. down. All right, good. And that's my only update. Oh, well, yes. Yeah, it was an uneventful kind of week. It was, but it way. was good. And actually, I feel like that update slightly relates to our topic. So to bring it back to that, we are talking about childhood traumas. And um, and we already kind of said it was because of um, the things that, like, I was talking about in therapy. And Joe has talked about this, like, you know, digging into her deeper self and her, you know, like, in her practice. So it's come up for both of us. But one of the things for me that kind of came up recently was um, that I don't always stand up for myself. So this morning with the thing that I did, it was like standing up for myself a little bit. And so that was kind of cool. And that's a little bit of a shift, Um, you know, just being able to do that. (laughs) So that was good. Um, (laughs) Are you okay? Yes. (laughs) Unscripted. Unscripted. That was hard. I always thought I'd be so good at, like, a monologue. Joe, we had to do something really quick, and I was, like, going on and on. Okay. Um, right. I'm sorry. I, I was not Well, I intro- all that happened is I introed our, our topic yes. a little bit. Um, Let's do it. Childhood traumas. Yeah. And so I was just saying about how, standing up for myself. But generally, so I'm going to intro it with, like, our beginning part for me, which is, like, new to this, was that it came up through my therapist, that, like, a lot of the relationships I've had are, you know, more related to childhood trauma and, you know, stuff that happened to me as a kid that manifests when you're older. And I definitely want to put, like, this huge thing on this, that this is not, like, a mean, you know, like, attack on my parents or anything like that. I think, absolutely. And, like, through our conversations, it sounds like everybody has childhood trauma. Every single human on this earth. Yeah. And we were joking before this that our children will probably be sitting there on you know getting therapy themselves over us over mothers so it's it's no like judgment on like oh you know this was my this was so traumatic or more you know um whatever but that's kind of where the topic came from um I hope I haven't totally butchered it and no I think you did a great job um but just <laughs> like how 
that is, you know, related to then the relationships that we form in life. Mm-hmm. So Absolutely. instead of like, you know, the thing I was focused on in therapy was like relationships I have. She kind of was telling me to like take a look at, you know, my experience with things in the past. And um, I sort of came to this thing that I think my experience like growing up was more, um, you know, a, a situation where my family doesn't like talk about emotions as much or... Um, you know, feelings. And so there's a little bit of insecurity. I think I'm the only girl. I have three brothers. So I think I had like a different feeling about that. My brothers all, you know, have a different take. Um, So that was something that I think has been hard for me to like transfer to relationships. So it's, it's like, it's like that, the craving of love or, you know, that maybe you feel like you didn't have when you were younger. I think not a lot of families really grow up you know, talking about feelings or even, even acknowledging it. I, I know I didn't either. Mm-hmm. You know, unless your mom is a therapist, you're not going to talk about feelings. <laughs> so my point... Wait, do you think that's true? Because I have this picture <laughs> in my mind of, like, these moms out there that are just so, like... No, they, they they talk, but there's it's different, you know? Like, there's a difference with really feeling the feelings and talking about feelings. And it's, it's, it's a different thing. But, like, my kids, it's different. And I, I kind of wonder, I look, you know, when they get older, because I am a therapist, and we do, I realize that I do speak with them differently because of my relationship with emotions now. Right. Right. And then um, and even I did not grow up talking about emotions for sure. It was always like, you got to toughen up. And, you know, I, and again, I always go back to growing up in a third world country. There was really no room to be sad. Right. No room to be angry. Well, no, no. There was always room to be angry. <laughs> it was, you can't be sad. You can't be scared. You know, but you can be always be angry. Take out the machete. and ch- So Filipinos are known to be like, I'm going to cut you. You know, we really are. It's really sucky. <laughs> There's some people in Chicago that would say that too and they're not Filipinos. Oh my God. Maybe I'm part of Chicagoan. <laughs> no, it's a Filipino thing. We keep, For us Filipinos, we take out machetes. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't no. know what the cutting would be in Chicago. I just have a lot of friends who are like, I would cut a bitch. No. <laughs> the Philippines. I don't know what that means. With no, what? there was this one incident. My, I remember, like, so traumatizing. Childhood trauma. <laughs> <laughs> my mother. Oh, my God. I'm totally, like, throwing under the bus. But it's it, everybody knows it. She fucking, like, chased one of my uncles around in the neighborhood with a knife. With a fucking... Wait, her brother? No, but Or, like, uncle, uncle like, well, a, a cousin. So, it'd be my mom's cousin or okay. one of my mom's um, nephews because, you know, everybody's... Anyways, it would be one of my... No, it'd be one of her cousins. I, no, yeah. It'd be one of her cousins who was younger than her. Uh-huh. And apparently, he had, he'd said something disrespectful to her. So, my mom was in her mid-20s at the time. And I remember, like, cowering because my mom's got a big old machete. Not even kidding. <laughs> Around the property and around the barrio. We call, we have barrio. She was fucking chasing my cousin who was like two years older, younger than her, with a machete. Here's my mom. Like, yeah, cussing and like just, it was, but that's normal. <laughs> that was my normal. So, oh yes, that was traumatizing. Yeah, that was crazy shit. Yeah. I mean, it's funny how different experiences like stand out in your mind as something that. I'm like, what will be those, like, that my daughter's like, oh, my God, my mom was so crazy when she did this, you know. Yeah, but not a machete story. (laughs) No, no, definitely not a machete story. I don't have that. And not my, my family certainly never was, you know, chasing. My, my family drama and childhood stuff is more like the, you know, the, there wasn't like, 
my parents have been married for uh, an insane amount of time. That's awesome. 40-something years. And they were so actually good. dating since middle school, which is Holy kind of weird. Holy shit. That is so, magical. Yeah. I mean, so they're Seriously. like, I think, I'm going to totally blow this whole thing. They're like 70, so... Middle what? school, you're like 10 or 11. I mean, like, they've been married for 40 years, but they they've probably been book. in a relationship for, like, 60 years. They should have a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> they should. I'll suggest it to them. They're pretty entertaining, actually. They are. I've met them. Yeah. We should all do, like, a podcast together. Yeah. <laughs> Let's do it. Intergenerational. Oh, my God. That would be crazy. Maybe that would be part of our healing, actually. Oh, totally. Yeah. Because totally. that's, like, a thing, I think, with my family. Like, no joke. So... I love, you know, I love them and like we try, we try to talk, but it's, it's like this lack of connection sometimes. Like my family keeps things like very formal, it feels mm. like, you know what I mean? Like there's not a lot of, um, it, you know, connection sometimes between things. I don't know how to describe it better than that. Um, but you know, that, that makes it hard. So if we were ever to do something like that, that would be like the extension of like, whoa, I'm healed. Do you know what I mean? To collaborate with my That would be amazing. I can't wait crazy. for that day. Yeah. <laughs> It'll happen. I'll invite you know them. I, I mean, they're so, they're bored out of their gourds like anyone else being home. And oh, the next they time, might be willing. The next time we're all together in Chicago. Yeah, exactly. We <laughs> can do I one. seriously love Chicago. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but I mean, so I didn't have a lot of like trauma in my childhood, meaning like terrible things or like abusive parents right. or people running around with machetes or <laughs> any of those types of things. <clears throat> that was Almost a one-time deal. There was another time, but... <laughs> Damn. But this was I'm a, not going to get on the bad side of your mom. No, no. This was a different... It was another... It was a guy that was a machete, like, and he, like he trapped us in our house. Wait, he what? He trapped us in our oh, house. Oh, they said he chopped us in No, no. House. He, tra- like, he trapped us in our house because of my... The same fucking cousin. My <laughs> <laughs> cousin sounds like trouble. Do you have some troublesome cousins in your family? Actually, what? it was a, like, I, think, I believe it was a bad drug deal, you know? And then so this guy comes to our house. I'm like, I'm 10 years old. And there's this guy with a machete knocking on our door. Like, in every window. So we lock everything. And he's got a machete. And he's not going away. And he's looking for my cousin. The same fucking cousin who my mom was chasing with a machete like five years before is now in our living in our house. Who was like, you know, whatever. My parents, I mean, you know, my mom loves him now. It's all good. But then there's the other machete guy. <laughs> he was so gnarly. Are so, there not like guns in the Philippines? No, there wasn't. No, no, machetes are a lot more accessible. <laughs> okay, I was going to say, I'm like, this seems like a shortage of other weapons. Well, because, you know, there are more pineapple fields and cane fields. Yeah, and no, all you're going to pick up a news with Yeah, yeah, so we had tons, tons of machetes in the Philippines. So, um, so back then, oh my god, that was so traumatizing. Another, <laughs> oh my god, I'm, I'm making my childhood sound really bad. <laughs> no, you're not. Like, like. Well, it's different. It's different. It's different. Sure. Yeah. Um, no, but I'm okay. Yeah. <laughs> I think those. I only memories... turn out to be a therapist. <laughs> there you go. I think those memories of certain traumatic events are like one thing. My thing that I'm thinking about isn't like one terrible event. It's more, yeah. and now I'm starting to actually feel guilty that we called this, like, childhood trauma because I don't even know if it's that. But it's it's something that, in the way that you were raised and some things that are going to happen where you're going to feel hurt or left out so that shaped play by out in later. Yeah, yeah. that are going to play out in later life. And I, I think mine goes back to just, like, being in this family with three brothers and two parents. You know, both my parents worked. Yeah. Um, we had, like, um, you know, au pairs and people watching us that weren't them. Yeah. Which I think, like, can sometimes feel a little, like, 
oh, like, you know, to, to a child, like, oh, well, why aren't my parents, like, here? Absolutely. You know? Um, and so I think for me, like, that was my issue. It's interesting because when I, I, like, read tarot and I look at different parts of my body and the way that things heal, and it seems like my my trauma is still related to being a young child. Like, as soon as I kind of got older and, like, found my own sort of close-knit friend and family, like, in adolescence, there's way less trauma. It's weird. Yeah. Um, but anyway, I feel like I've been, like, mumbling about all this stuff. The, the thing that also, when we started talking about this, it came out that was so interesting, though, that I think is where we wanted to take this. Yeah. Was the thing. <laughs> Other than machete. I know, 20 minutes later. Not machete. Was the thing that you told me that you learned in yes. therapy about, which I was like, what? No way. So maybe we Do should it. just launch you should, it. You introduce that. No, you, I don't know how oh to explain gosh. it. You explained it to me. Negative merging. It's, yeah, so yeah. you got to explain what that is. Oh, my god, I can't stop thinking about it So now. negative merging is every single one of us on earth do this. It's it's our inner child not wanting to let go of mother. Mother, specifically mother. Sometimes father, but mostly mother. So, which means that as no matter how successful we become, you know, let's say you, you, know, you make whatever money that you want. You, be, have, you have the career that you want. And all of a sudden, of course, you find yourself in this romantic relationship that's all of a sudden going to throw you back into feeling helpless or, or wanting and grasping. And so now you're back in that same dynamic as you were with your mom. of Because like, your mom, you know, for whatever reason it was, as much as she could love you, wasn't as present as she needed to be because of her own trauma or whatever. So you're recreating that. So we negatively merge with our mother negative merging simply means that that part of us that doesn't want to let go of mom so the more successful we become it's it's a threat to us to to become successful to be like independent like right, literally because, like um, right to be autonomous and independent because then yeah. we no longer need, need mother uh-huh. so unconsciously we create these scenarios in our life where somehow we're still connected to mother and in you know, where we're helpless and wanting and grasping and feeling that hole in our bellies and our hearts because while we feel because that's how it was for us in our childhood and that's a way that we keep connection with mother Right. So that's negative merging. And then so for me, you know, I found that in my own healing and in my own journey here on earth, you know, and and then so that's what Emma and I were talking about and in and examples for myself on how negative merge shows up. And it's just fascinating because really this is, you know, I just started working with this and really grasping that idea of holy shit. Basically, every suffering that I've had in my relationship, and all of us, any suffering that you have in your relationship, specifically romantic, is because of negatively merging. Because that little that inner child in you don't does not want to let go, of mother. You know, it's a way to hold on. Right. Right. So we. So no matter how you know. So so really, the idea is you got to take care of of that inner child. If you want to, you know, you have to convince that inner child that you no longer need mother. I'm here, but it's, it's right. It's, and that make, yeah. that's when it started to resonate with me. Like when you first say like negative, mer- it's kind of an odd name. And I was like, huh? When you started describing it, I'm like, huh? You know, like, oh, but that type of stuff is, is like so core to me because I've always had trouble with, like, I feel like I can be smart and independent to some extent. Absolutely. And then there's this like huge self doubt that I'm like, no, I can't. And I totally retreat back. Right. And right. just what you said, I'm like, yeah. So it's like you do sort of want to like 
you know, flourish, flourish. Exactly. You do. I mean, yeah, and you do. And, and you I do. Would never, and you do. When I yeah. retreat back and I lose confidence, I've never consciously thought that has anything to do with my mom. No, you don't go. I like, want to stay connected to mother. No, and it's no. funny to me to hear it. This whole idea because. You know, in my household when I was younger, just my mom worked a little more and she was a little bit more of the, out of the two, the two of my, you know, the two, like more, um, I, like I had sometimes a harder time talking to her than my dad, you know? And so like, I wouldn't picture like, oh, I, I'm trying to be connected to my mom, you know, like it, it, that was a really weird thing, but the way that you said it makes so much, so much sense, you know? Yeah. And, and, and right. And, and hence we keep on dating the same types of people. They may look differently, but yet... They, and once you're in that relationship, it feels the same way. because So it's not what it looks like. It's how it feels, right? Yeah. Even for myself, I've dated like every race under the sun, really. And somehow the ones I've really fallen in love with, it feels the same, right? Which is like there's that. Wait, the, but so then the same good or the same negative? The same negative. Because okay. the only way we can stay connected to mother is negatively. Because okay. if we stay positive, a positive merge means I'm actually going to individuate into who I am. Okay. And to individuate into who I am means I no longer need mother. Okay. Right? Okay. So, so it has to be a negative merge because that little Jonah or Joe... <laughs> I love Jonah. I know that's so, so my, my nickname. I feel like Jonah and Emma would be friends. They were, they are. <laughs> we are. So uh, my nickname as a, as a child was Jonah. So anyway, so Jonah, you know, um, she, she, she still, she will always need mother. There's just no way in hell I can convince her that she, actually, yeah, there is. I just have to keep showing up as the woman that I am. That, and then, so now she doesn't, she doesn't need to cling on to mother. And, and, and that's a story for every human on earth. It really is. It's just the human psyche. It's not a personal thing. It's just the way that our being works as a human being. Yeah, so I have a question about that. And this is like, we didn't discuss this before, and I don't mean to put you on the spot. But um, if, okay, when I go to therapist, when I go to therapist, I'm like thinking, I mean, sometimes I think, oh, there's some, something wrong with me, and then I need help, and, you know, like, whatever. But there is, there is a more positive relationship and situation for some people out there right or yeah. everybody sort of has this negative merge Always. period yeah and then get somewhere positive or is it like no like on the spectrum of like i guess i'm trying to you know like on like because you kind of have this negative is it like a phase or is nope. it continual it's or? continual Okay, but some people might be in more of the positive nope. part of it, or no? Or it's just always that negative oh, nope. thing. <laughs> Damn! So, any, so especially in a romantic relationship, if you're suffering in any way in your romantic relationship, uh-huh. that means it's pro- a very high likelihood that it's a negative merge. It means that that's that inner child of yours wanting to stay connected to mother. Okay, but what if you're not suffering a relationship? What if you're having this great relationship? Then that's great. Good? And you're expanding and you're feeling independent and autonomous and it's loving. It's Then that is not a negative merge. Okay, so that's like your... Because I'm thinking... I yes. go back... Like, it was funny when we wrote this... When we were talking about this, I was like writing all these different relationships that I had and what I think they might have meant. But just recently, you know, having a really positive and loving and supportive relationship meant at that time I was not experiencing that negative yeah, merge if you're as much. expanding absolutely. so it can come and go like there's yeah period absolutely where you're okay but if, if you're suffering in a relationship in any way uh-huh. like if you're stalking a guy online for example that's a negative merge okay because you know you you know because you're suffering you really are you're like sitting there you know so it's basically probably you like grasping for mother you know and that's your way of staying connected to her 
so even though let's say in in your awake life you're flourishing career-wise and everything else but then when the lights are off you're sitting there stalking some guy not that i'm doing that because i'm not no you're not <laughs> you're not even social media so I know i'm not on you. social media but i'm just this is an example i'm actually not a stalker either right but if you're stalking somebody that's a negative merge is yeah. what i'm saying or a relationship. So I think about different relationships that I've saw, you know, that I've been in in my life, and it's it was really interesting because um, some some therapists like could ask me, oh, like what you know have implied that relationships, or maybe it's even Freud, and I'm probably totally not saying this correctly. Like it's the connection of like the mother and the father, and like that relationship more. People have asked me more about that, and I, it never connected with me because I'm like the men that I choose to date are more like. They tended to be more like negative and aggressive and mm-hmm. like um, withholding of emotions or unavailable. Right. right. And that's not like my dad. Right. Like there's just, right. that's not, there's right. not like a part of him. Like he's a pretty sweet, um, nice guy who really is available you know like it's just different and i'm not saying that my mom is those things like that sounds terrible like oh she's like this way no she's not at all but i do feel like she's a little more like um or was when i was younger you know like working really hard and it was harder for me to get her attention Mm -hmm. and it was like you know maybe something like that a little more that you know is manifesting in a weird way so it's this this negative merge thing is really interesting so basically a negative merge is that the inner child of us re-experiencing that childhood yeah that's that's really that simple you know whatever but so it takes a little bit to really get the to grasp what the hell that means because you have to be able to go back to that childhood and be like how was that for you and not memories not stories wise how did that feel for that child for that little emma how did that feel and then it's the feeling that you recreate right yeah so it's not the actual storyline yeah no right. i i definitely get that and like right this so we do that right yeah you know? and then because most of us, a lot of us, are like, I don't remember my childhood. But Well, I, that's like what right. we're telling specifically. I mean, of course, I have certain memories. I don't remember any sort of like super painful situations, but obviously there's a part of it that was, uh, you know, like painful to me or something like that later in life. Cause right. I, you know. Yeah, and we all have our different experiences of childhood, right? You know, you have three brothers. Your childhood is different from theirs. Their experience of childhood is completely different. Right, yeah. You know, and, and I'm the oldest, and I feel right. like that's always different. Right, and as a female, the there's just so much more factors into... And then there is... It's just we're unique in every way. As, as a human, that's, that's like the gift that we have. We're unique, too. So, you know, um, so it's really going back and checking in with how was how was that for you? Why, why do I keep... Not, not why, but how do I keep recreating that in my present life? And no wonder my present life is a shit show. Or... <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was going to say. No wonder my present life is a disaster. Because cause the past cannot exist in the present. Really. You, you just can't do it. Okay. You know what I mean? Because what, what we are you know, like mentally and psychically and emotionally trying to do is we're trying to recreate our childhood in the present moment. That is done. It's not going to happen. But we unconsciously do it. And that's right. why there's like, what's the divorce rate, you know, and all of these other things. And, well, I mean, yeah, right. And look it. at Tinder. Not that there's anything wrong with Tinder, but you know, that's, that's really what that is. It's Tinder is our connection to mother. I feel like, by the way, that's like, I love you, but when you say, look at this, not that there's anything wrong. <laughs> it's totally true. I wouldn't do it. <laughs> well, not in Maui. <laughs> Tinder, I had fun. That was well, not in Maui. I was on Tinder in Maui. I don't know. Maybe I'm too naughty. 
was fine. It was fine. You need to get over that. No, no, I cannot. <laughs> so I lost my train of thought. I know, sorry. Anyway, negative merge. It really fucks us up. <laughs> yeah, okay, so I want to talk about two things. One, um, you know, there's relationship examples I have that I could get into that I think manifest this. But the other weirder, creepier thing that you brought up, I would also like to go into. So I think let's do that one first. Let's do so it. So the other thing that you said about this was that there's a point where, you, that, and this is funny, but God, I'm really introducing everything poorly tonight. No, like, you didn't reach out. Um, where you said you kind of turn into your mother. Oh my God. So that, like, what's that let's part do about? It. Like, what, so, so explain that. So negative merge, remember, we're back to negative merge. Yes. Yeah. Is that inner child of us not wanting to let go of mother. So there's different ways to negatively merge. One of that is to become our mom. Okay. And this is why a man, a man will become their dad or will become the mom. And, you know, how often have you heard, oh, my God, I don't want to be like my mom. And all of a sudden, you're like, holy shit, I'm my mom. That's and I have the a, negative I have a merge. quick question before we go on about that. It's not because your mom's a terrible human being or something like that. It's just the relationship, right? No, so you it, could have the freaking Betty Crocker of mothers or whatever. It's, it's not because it's, your mom. Yeah, it's, it's because, because it's not you. It's because no, you're trying to be her. Because right? that because your inner child doesn't want to let go of mother. Okay. Yeah. Because that. I little, just want to make that point. Because, it's not like yeah. Because it's really the main, the crux of this. I'm glad you you clarified that. The crux of of um from what I'm understanding, <laughs> the crux of it is that. It's because our inner child does not want to let go of mom. So that inner child is clinging on to her in any way that she can. And sometimes that's an actual manifestation of her within our being. Exactly. And how many times as a 44-year-old have I acted like, holy shit, that's, that shit that just came out of my mouth. I would never say that as Joe. Hell no. <laughs> Me too. It's Mine like, has been really recent though. Right. No, I had such an awareness. I'm like, what did I just say? I would never say that. I'm like, oh my God, my mom would. <laughs> I have had that thing too. And so it's, that's the negative merge. Okay. Yeah. So that, it's not a judgment on the mom. It's no. just the judgment of really, or it's the thing that, about not wanting to let it's go. It's because that inner child of ours wants to hold on to mother. So really it's the point of, you you need to take care of that inner child going, you know what, it's okay, little Emma. I know that was a shitty childhood. Right. And I love you, and you never have to do that ever again. And here, I, Emma's going to take care of you now. Or Emma's, Emma's got this. You go play outside. Right, and I, I guess the huge thing to me is the transfer of totally taking care of yourself. Like, That's it. I, That's the whole thing. I am yep. not the best at self-care. I mean, like, I can do all the things. Not like yet. I, I, I mean, spa, salon. You're I got all that. Great. I got that to the... No, I can do that. But actual, like, mental self-care not as good at you know what I mean um and so I think that's the thing is like when you're a kid too there is I mean this sounds stupid but there's somebody else that's taking care of you that's in charge I think it's a scarier thought actually when you realize and especially like exactly like it you know you're on your own and I guess like that's the transfers maybe I mean obviously you were married I was not but I've been in lots of relationships like or you know and like there's you know it's, it's just a different thought of like there's no one like to you know, you're, you're really exactly. separating. And I, I can see how that, like, I mean, I know for myself it's scary because yeah. I'm really thinking about a lot about that. Yeah. Like, that's just the self-care. It's hard, to, you know, to do that internally because, you know, I don't, I don't right. know why. Like, if I, if, I, if I don't keep repeating a past, what the hell am I going to do? Oh, my God, I don't mm-hmm. have the map. What's going to happen now? I don't yeah. know what to do. Ah, exactly. I mean, on so many levels because you think when you're a kid, 
you know, somebody else is in the steering wheel. Somebody else is, you know, exactly. and whether, even if you don't like where that Do you see it? So it's, car is going, it, right. it's controlled. You're in a controlled situation. I mean, if you didn't have like exactly. some abusive, terrible situation, mm-hmm. you're like, I'm in this, I'm with my family, we're going here, here's the thing, it's all on them, I'm just going along. Right. Or like as you get older, you start protesting and arguing words, you know, like that type of stuff. It's It's definitely different, like, to think about it really actually being alone in that extent where you're like... Oh no, I'm in charge. And that means when shit goes wrong. And this is why we negatively merge. Yeah, it gets scary. It gets because scary. that little Emma goes, or little Jonah goes, Holy fuck, I don't want to do this. Let me just hold on to mother. Yeah, so it makes I will sense. hold on to mother. Right. In any way, I don't care if it's negative, I'm going to hold on to her. Right. Because if I don't hold on to her, what will the world, the big world, look like? And right. it's scary. Like, oh my god, am I? I'm seriously gonna have to love somebody wholeheartedly. That's fucking scary. <laughs> you know? Fuck that shit. Exactly. <laughs> what? No way. So I'm gonna go back to loving somebody that's gonna make me feel like I'm in that relationship with my mother because that I'm still at least holding on to mother, and there's a comfort. And it's in a that. comfort. Yeah, it's I was gonna com- say that. Exactly. Yeah. And I mean, this is just... why we keep dating the same people in different bodies. Yeah, so I want to talk about that for a second now that we got the other creepy part out. <laughs> um, I mean, that's huge because that, that separation and being on your own, it makes, I mean, as we're talking, I'm like coming to so many realizations. Yay! Um, I don't know if I'm going to, it's going to be helpful. It but, will be. you know, I've it always, like, I can, All just, realizations I can are think helpful. about my first, like, serious relationship back in high school, too, like, serious one. Like, I immediately went for a guy who I perceived to be, like, a leader. That I could sort of, like, follow along with. He was older than me, and he was super handsome and um, interesting and exciting. So I sort of went for that. And then, um, <coughs> excuse me, you know, d- instead of just deciding, like, on my own, okay, I'm going to, you know, date someone more even keel or that would be, like, a good, like, um, one-on-one with me. I kind of went for somebody who could, like, direct me. Like, my first relationship. Exactly. You know what I mean? Probably I, I a lot that. like mother. A lot like mother. Yeah, probably. like, I wasn't confident in, like, right. I'm going to get in the relationship. And the time I saw it is, you know. See? And actually, that, Connection con- to that mother. continued for a long time. Like, after that, I dated a guy for 13 years who, you know. Um, oh, was, same thing. Was, yeah. Well, it was a little bit of a mix in that one because he kind of was, like, you know, had his stuff together. But there was a, I mean, I think the reason we stayed together for so long, too, is there was a lot of vulnerability in that situation. We were both growing up. We both had some interesting, you know, kind of crazy things happen during that time. Um, so that was that one was maybe a little different. But I've always, like, had this idea that I wanted somebody. It's funny because I've always, like, sort of wanted somebody that I think would be more controlling. Like, uh-huh. or bossing or leading the charge. Like, Connection that's what I think, to mother. That's what I think I want. But then I keep finding men like that. And then I realize that that is actually not what I want. Right. Because what's happening, right, is like, you know, there's this... Okay, there's that the, the, the little M that wants to stay connected to mother, and there's the actual Emily that's like, or, you know, that says, no, I, I want to be me. So right. there's that inner struggle that happens for us because there it, it is, it's an inner struggle, you know, that, that the part of us that, that negatively wants to keep merging with mother. Right. And then there's us, that the current self that's like, no, I'm so not even that person anymore. Yeah. And then, so that was the big aha for me. Oh, I guess that's an update. <laughs> that's yeah, a big aha well, for me. I think we're kind of both going through this update. I mean, I'm learning Absolutely. so much from our conversation because, yeah. 
I didn't think about this way, but it makes so much sense. And literally I can see it and I look at relationships. Like I sat there and wrote down like different people and thought about the ways that I think this even has affected them. Cause it's not like a thing that's just like um, a daughter to her mother. It's men too. That oh, absolutely. No, no, no. It's everybody to your mom. And it's the reason, one of the reasons is it's about the mom is because the mom is like the initial, it's like the first connection with the real world that a human being has, right? Without mother, that human being would not exist. Right. So it's really about survival. So right. it's all, that's why we have the saying, if it's not one thing, it's your mother. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Oh, my God. No, no pressure. I have three daughters. You know? Oh, my God. No, you handle it so well. I have so much anxiety with just my one daughter. And, you know, and this, and I just want to say this again. This is not something that is, like, towards anything with my mom or anything like that. I think... She can recognize that too. But yeah, moms get blamed for everything. And she said that to me. Like, you know, there's yeah. been, there was something because like. Because it's the truth. She was, yeah, but she tried to bring this up to me. And it was funny because I think the way that she was telling me was a different, you know, the way that she would word it was, I think it was about Serena Williams and she uh-huh. was playing a tennis match. I think it was a Wimbledon. Okay. And she was doing shitty. Like, I don't really know the whole context. I was not uh, okay. listening, but like uh-huh. she was losing, right? Okay. For whatever reason, maybe she wasn't as good as that a bad day. day. Everybody knows, has bad a bad day. day. Yeah, 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 yeah. And her mom was sitting in the stadium and every time Serena like fucked up and lost a point, she was glaring and like sort oh. of yelling at her mom who was in the stadium. <laughs> right? Is if, it, if it's that one thing, it's your mother. Yeah. I was like, that makes sense to me. <laughs> yeah, and it really boils down to survival, right? And and at the same time, we are, you know, you know, in, in the amniotic fluid, we're so connected to our mothers, and it's just there's so many reasons why it's about the mom. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, <laughs> and no I, pressure. No, pre- I mean, whatever. We're both in it, and we. Yeah, too late now. Too late now. <laughs> no get backs. <laughs> <laughs> no get backs. Um, I want to bring up a couple manifestations I've seen though in, in, in men though. Oh yeah, um, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Too, like kind of is my little list that I drew out before. So, um, one was interesting. So, um, you know, I think it would be okay to say this, but, um, my daughter's father sort of came from a situation that wasn't like solid and, you know, his family was broken up. Um, as a lot of families are, as a lot of families are. Yeah. And I don't want to like delve into like the details of his life, but one thing that is really something I noticed was that with his mom, the way that he got attention or, or kind of the way that he really her was like, con- like they, they have conflict with each other. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Right. right it's right, like, right. It's, that's, that's it's, the it's, negative. It's kind of that, like, that's it right there. That's um, how give and connect- take. Like well, that's the one he- moment they love each other dearly and can't be separated. The next moment they like, so that's how he keeps connected with mother. Yeah, exactly. And I saw that. And then I definitely kind of played out in our relationship too. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Hello. Meant negative merge. Yeah. So that was, um, an interesting one. And then, um, recently, you know, my most re- recent relationship, I was dating somebody who had a whole thing about like, t- it would be like taking care of me, but, um, it felt like, I, like it's, it felt like a motherly way. I kind of shared <laughs> this before, like literally like, let me like tuck you in sweetie. And like putting the pill, like the blanket around me and the, you know, like right. setting me up for like this, right. this care, this really negative merge all, again. And, like this also like really weird um, like he was always like trying to take care of me, but in the way, like almost in the way that you would parent somebody. Right. You know what I mean? Right. The last time I saw him, actually, he gave me a bar of chocolate, like a fancy chocolate, like Swiss chocolate. Yeah. He was all excited about it. He like buys stuff and was like, oh, I got this. You should have it, blah, blah. And I was like, great, sure, you know, I'll take it. 
And then he was like, I spent the night and he got up when I was leaving and I leave much earlier than him. And he goes, oh, oh, I just want to tell you, like, this is like sitting up in bed all of a sudden. You know, you have the chocolate in the car and I don't want you to go to work today and just let the chocolate melt because, you know, chocolate melts. Very much like mother. <laughs> I was like, thank you for that insight. So do you see that he became his mother? Yeah, no, there it was crazy because I feel like when you first wake up, like you're not thinking Negative what emerging. you're saying. But he like sat up and said that so strongly right. to me and I was like, I'm fucking aware that chocolate no. melts in a hot car. Thank you. No, no, totally. Like, yeah, no, I find myself being like my mother in so many ways. I'm like, holy crap, did that just come out of my mouth? No ways. That's not who I am. (laughs) Only recently am I becoming aware of all of that. So, Well, it's easy to replicate something that, I mean, and actually this is a nice thing then. It's easy to replicate something that worked for you. That's what I think. Like when I, when I imitate things with like my mom, I'm like, it, that's, I, I'm alive. That's how I survived. This pattern worked mm-hmm. in a way, even if it wasn't maybe the best thing in the world, it's easy to go back to what you saw. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. Because that's our, nat- that's our imprint. Right. And I right. feel like it might be the same too with like that's men who are abusive. It's like they might replicate what they saw being. That's how they keep you connected. Know, because that mother to them was normal exact, too. Very good example, right? If a child grows up seeing a mother being beaten up, he's going to do the same thing because that's his way of being connected to mother. Right. So he's going to do the same thing, you know, because he can't, especially if your childhood is traumatic, you never want to let go of mom. The healthier your childhood is, the more you're willing to let go of mother. Right. So that that's the whole point. So... Yeah, I believe. Well, that's my... the whole thing with parenting, right? Right. Is you don't want to Every... be the helicopter mom. You don't want to be the hovery mom. And right. Like as a teacher, I see it all the time with the kids. I like sort of feel. I mean, it's like you feel bad on both sides. You feel bad for the kids that have the mom that's completely hovering over them and they can't breathe on their own. But yeah. then you also, you know, with the parents, the kids that have like nobody, you know, mm-hmm. isn't good either. Um, and so that kind of makes sense because I feel like that is the sweet spot in parenting. Like we have oh, a really I love great that saying word. in my family. Sweet spot. My dad. Well, this is. So weird and outdated, but my grandpa, I think, used to call something that was sweet and perfect the nuts. Oh, weird. I might be misquoting this, but anyway, that's like the um, the sweet spot of getting everything exactly. right. We'll just call it. We'll go back to sweet the spot. sweet spot of parenting. So I love if you it. if you can nurture your child enough that they can then be independent of you and go and do things on their own, I feel like you've really hit it. I think that's what all parents want to do. Um, and that's the hardest thing to find, you know, to find balance and do is to actually have them, you know, to have raised a human being that can actually go out on their own into the world and be brave and, you know, hopefully be a good person and nurturing other friendships and things like that. Like, that's huge. Yes. <laughs> Dude, I just want you to know I'm like carrying this podcast by myself tonight. You got kids interrupting us. I know. We've had three interruptions from kids, which Joe has had to handle, and I'm just done. Yeah, it's, it's my kid. That's why. But unscripted, unedited. That's how we go. So, yes, that is negative merging. What I should be like, where we go. Wait, before we kind of move on, I, I like want to say this. So, yes. If this is an issue that you're listening to and you're like, oh, this makes sense. Like, this resonates with me. Mm-hmm. Like, what? You know, I had my therapist suggest this idea, then talk to you, and I was like, oh, my God, this makes so much sense, okay? 
So my therapist was like, oh, you know, you should just journal about things the way that you feel, yes, right? Yes, important. So, so important. I don't want to freak anybody out with this because I think this could be an overwhelming topic for some yeah, of the things. Yeah, like, it's, oh, not sim- it's not simple. It's really not. Yeah, so, I mean, so you are so much further along because one, you're a therapist and two, and you've been doing what you shared before, this whole, like, yeah, approach yeah, sure. that you've been working on internally yourself. So for those of us who aren't that far along and are at the very basic of just realizing this, we are what we're journalizing. We're journaling. God, we're realizing that this isn't that crazy. Well, I mean, well, like what? Well, for me, I would like for the re- for the readers, for the listeners, to just does it feel true to you? If it doesn't feel true, don't worry about it. You yeah, know? but if it does, then yeah. What? Like, what's feels, the next step? If it feels true, if it feels true, I want you for you. I want for you to be like, okay, where if it, if I'm suffering in any relationship. Mm-hmm. you know to just check in with yourself okay how am i how am i staying small how am i staying in that little kid that i used to be because that's what stops us from really being this individual this autonomous like 30 40 year old that we want to be that's why we keep fucking up so they're checking in whether that's journaling or it's just thinking about things it's journaling and really being aware of of just coming just bringing to consciousness what you're actually seriously doing in reality. Oh, like, oh, yeah, this feels a lot like, you know, my childhood. Like, if you say shit, you're like, oh, my God. Like, just become aware. Just be present. That's it. Be present. If, if, if stuff comes out of your mouth, you're like, oh, my God, that doesn't, that sounds like my dad. You're like, oh, then that's probably negative merge. So that means okay. you just put that to the side and be like, no, I will not say that because that's not who I am. I am this person today in 2020. Okay. So um, they, they're they aware and then it's somewhat normal, like a lot, what you said, everyone experiences Oh my God, every of. single human on earth. So it could be something they could get therapy about or they could go and look at. Not necessarily. This is a different way to look at it because okay. the way you're looking at, you and I are looking at it is, is there's a, it, we're going right to it. Yeah. Yeah. So I've been in therapy for years and this hasn't really been addressed, although so many yeah. therapists have definitely hinted and alluded to you know that's whatever my issue is is related to childhood but then I've, I've always been like no it's not it's related to this other thing yeah. whatever um so this is new to me I'm just trying to understand like if I was listening to this and thinking this is so true of me okay so I'm now I'm where do I go from here? here yeah that's what I want to know okay where you go from here is you just okay check in does it feel true that this is who you are? Yeah, but if I do that and I find out, yes, this is true, then is it just the awareness that I'm just supposed you to... You know, I guess first things it, first, or? just journal. Like, okay. Write it all out, and then we're going to keep on going. It's like, it's really figuring out. You're really, what you're doing, the whole picture, the forest before the trees, is you're trying to figure out who am I versus who is my mom, who is my dad, right. who is my traumatized inner child. Mm-hmm. Because it's all, it becomes conflated with each other. And then, really, you want to be who you are today in 2020. Because the past can't live in the present. Are there any good books or anything like that? Absolutely not. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, because I know my, my therapist told me Soul Without Shame. And I'm reading That's it. amazing. I'm not sure if that has to do with this. So it's, it's a different great. one. But no, you know what? Not, not the, I'm sure there are. Yeah, but not that comes to mind. No, nothing the way that we do it, because so, the way that we're talking about it now is like is really like cut. It's, it's, it's like, like a yeah, we went to okay. It's like we're just so, going straight for it. So you if know? you're listening and this makes sense to you, I guess you're aware now. Journal, and you'll be on the journey with us next yeah, week. Yeah, absolutely. Because next week we're gonna follow up with kind of like I guess kind of funny family stuff after Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving. yeah, yeah, how that is. 
Um, Yeah. So journal. Journal about what's happening in your life. Yeah, just really be present with your experience in the current moment. How does that feel for you? Does that feel like who you are in this current moment? Mm -hmm. Or does it feel like your mom or dad? Like, holy shit, like I would never say that. That kind of thing. Like, you know, just really be present with your own experience. Okay. And in the meantime, we're going to play a game. Yes, and this game is related to, this was Joe's idea about like a quick question game like kind of like think fast and answer the question i'm a little nervous about this because this is not what i'm super good at so but i guess we're going back to our younger selves we're like kids you ask them a question and kids come up with something yeah and the way we survived all that trauma is because we're quick-witted come up with something yeah yeah okay so now what the whole it's you know i i i gotta give jimmy fallon like credit for yeah this. we always copy our games from we, yeah we're not original we're not that awesome we're sheeples <laughs> Oh my god, I do. I did get update. I did buy a whole bunch of sheepskin rugs from, from Costco. Super affordable. And I'm just looking at the rugs and trying to figure out how they also make condoms out of these rugs. I'm confused. What? Sheepskin condoms. Isn't that a thing? Is that a thing? Yeah. I don't know. Because I'm allergic to latex. Oh, well, shit. I don't I'm going to feel really dumb if I'm saying this wrong, but I'm You're pretty probably sure probably right. No, you're I'm pretty sure right. it's sheepskin yeah. condoms. I think you're totally right, but I don't know. That's not my. I don't know. <laughs> I am stroking my sheepskin rug right now. So, man, if you have a sheepskin condom out there, I'm totally gonna stroke it. (laughs) Okay, let's go and play. Okay, so the game we're playing is called um, basically like I'm gonna. I don't know what it's called. I just put it. Think fast. Think fast. Yeah, I'm gonna ask um, a question, and she's gonna answer as quickly as possible. Without saying, um, uh, oh, and just answer and try to make it entertaining, please. Okay, I'm going to try. I'm nervous about this. Should I ask I you first or you want to ask me first? Why don't I ask you first? Do it. You're the expert. Okay, let's do it. I don't okay. know if I'm an expert, but let's go. All right, so favorite day of the week. Favorite day of the week would be Wednesday because it's hump day and a lot can happen on hump day. <laughs> <laughs> I would call Wednesday what the fuck Wednesday? No, it's hump day. It could mean so many different things. I feel like Wednesdays for me are always <laughs> Not that it fuck. ever means any different other than a fucking Wednesday <laughs> for me. <laughs> but I like hump day. <laughs> All right. Okay. Not my turn. Okay. Okay. Where do unicorns come from? Oh my god, you asked me this before and I don't know. A fucking forest. Come on, come on. A fucking forest? I told you this. <laughs> I'm like, there's a magical forest that you can go to if you're like a really sweet and good person and you see unicorns and fairies and all sorts of magical things because you're a really sweet, angelic person with That's no it. childhood trauma. Thanks for the positive reinforcement there. <laughs> All right, here's my question to you then. Um, your favorite U.S. city? Uh, Chicago. <laughs> I was would say that. Because it's shy town and I like to pretend like I'm shy. <laughs> okay, my turn. Okay, okay. okay. I got to put down my drink. Thing okay, ready? Are you uh-huh. ready for this one? Mm-hmm. All right, here we go. Why are rainbows so magical? Oh, because they're in the forest still with the unicorns and all the good people. <laughs> they go there. And one day I'm going to be invited to that goddamn forest. Yay! And I'm going to see the unicorns and the rainbows. That's it. There you go. All right. Okay. On a scale of one to ten, how good of a driver are you? I am a three. <laughs> a three. I have not gotten in an accident. 
Because I've got God on my side. Because well, God's got the wheel. Wait, wait. I think we need to clarify. Is one the best driver and ten the worst, or is ten the best? Like, what were you thinking? Worst. (laughs) One is the worst, right? Well, well, God's got the wheel for me. Okay, okay. Just checking. Just checking. Okay, nice one. Okay. Okay. um, Why does love feel fuzzy? Well, probably because I'm always drunk. Seems like everybody, every well, either I'm just always drunk in general. Every time I've fallen in love, it also has to do with alcohol. Very fuzzy. <laughs> so it's fuzzy, more more visually, really. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, that's the worst. <laughs> I think you've fallen in love, and oh no, it's not. Okay. Um, what age do you want to retire? Now. I know. That was my answer, too. I'm I like 62.5. I want to surf all day, baby. Okay. Right. My question. Okay. Who used the last toilet paper? In my house? <laughs> Come on, just answer it. Oh, me. Me. I, I use way more toilet paper than my daughter. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it's just the two of us. It's me, okay. I think. I was going to say, I was going to say, patch eyed pirate that came by last night at 2 p.m. or 2 a.m. Oh, <laughs> I don't oh, know. No. I was going to make okay. it up. I'm not so good, good at creative to like make something up. Um, okay, this is a good one for you. How good are you at keeping a secret? Depends on how much I'm getting paid. <laughs> You better fucking answer this like good. Like, I'm, I'm like, oh my god, yes. Depends on the money, baby. No, I'm just kidding. That sounds terrible. No, but I know what you no, mean. No, my the answer is depends on HIPAA. That's awesome. Okay, you have a question. Last one. Yeah, I that think. was my last one. Oh no, my last one for you is okay. why are farts green? I don't know why farts are green because I don't fart. So I've never had a fart or seen a green fart. And I don't look at other people's farts. So I don't know. She only blows out rainbows. Obviously. Well, no, that's when I get to the promise land. I'm not there yet. So right now I'm just... I'm like, I don't know. I'm just holding it all in. I'm going to fucking rise up from all the farts I've held in over the years to my magical rainbow place. You'll see Em floating up to the moon because she's holding all her farts in. Maybe maybe it will be green when I float up. But I don't fart, so I don't know. And that is our podcast. All right. Next week. Black Friday. Something family related we're going to talk about. And all that turkey. I love to hear family stories. You know yes. what? We should do like fucked up Friday, fucked up family, Ooh, something like that. It. Like, tell us your fucked up family stories, like that are funny. We want it to be lighthearted. I started a machete stories. Fine. Tell us about <laughs> the murderers in your family. Who cares? Tell us something. We love feedback. And check us out on our Instagram at Forty Sexy Conversations. Conversations. Okay. Have I'll, a great week. Hello.